Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. When you think about what fuels you, it's usually something internally that makes strong suggestions to your brain, your gut, and your beliefs. This voice inside can be used for greatness or it can hold you back from amazing opportunities. Now we've all heard it, ignored it, listened to it, and continue to try to figure it out. The truth is we don't understand it and many times we rely on it too much and other times we learn how to adjust the message. I'm talking about our inner critic. So imagine this, you're in business and you're excited about what you do. You've had your share of ups and downs and there is very rarely a straight line for strategy. You adjust, adapt, adopt, analyze, and still you hear that voice. Now, I was in business for a few years, and I decided to create a telesummit for women. It would be myself and 23 other women, and I knew exactly who I would invite and why, and I was so excited. Until that Sunday morning when it was time to send out the invitations to these 23 amazing women, I said to my husband that I decided not to go through with it. And he looked at me and he said, why? So I told him I wasn't famous enough, well-known enough, smart enough, and I even threw in tall enough. And I know that had nothing to do with it, but I just threw it in anyway. And he reminded me of who I am, what I stand for, and that people are attracted to me because of my integrity, my reputation, value, and of course, my humor. He said all of these things that I needed to hear, but I didn't really hear them. I heard that voice, and for some reason, that voice was holding me hostage. It had all my power. So I said I think about it, and I gave myself until 6 p.m. that evening to either hit send or delete all the invitations. And you can guess which direction I was heading in. 
So at 5.59 p.m., I hit send and I immediately turned my computer off. I didn't want to read the reasons why they'd all say no. And I didn't want to hear the ping, ping, ping when the messages came in. But I also didn't sleep well that night because I knew what would happen at 6 a.m. I would have to suffer through 23 no's and just simply accept it. But at promptly 6 a.m., I opened my computer to see that 22 of the 23 replied with, absolutely, what do you need? What can I do? Thank you for including me, and so on and so on. And the 23rd responded the same way about an hour later because she was on a different continent, and she was just excited as the rest. So I was taking control of my personal situation and my personal source of power at that moment. And by the way, the Telesummit was a truly amazing experience, which led me to writing a book and doing a live event with these women. Those emails that I received from these women gave me back my power to continue. Now, I know you might be thinking, why is she talking about power? Power is often seen as a dirty word. It evokes the idea of control and not in a great way. But the meaning of power that I'm referring to is not power over others. It's really about the power to do and the power to accomplish. It's part of your self-image. There are many different sources of power that you already have that are extremely important for you to be more effective in whatever role you have, as well as being a successful influencer, which many of us want to be. The first is your knowledge power. And as we all know, when you're a woman in a male-dominated industry, you have to understand what it is you're doing, be able to explain it to others, as well as letting them know the how and the why. And when you demonstrate your expertise, aka your brilliance, you can achieve knowledge power. And when you share this with others, you'll also add to that power. The second is relationship power. This gives you exposure. We know that you can't do this alone, so it's time to develop business relationships. And remember to do that before you need that. These relationships may open doors for you and take your idea and put it into motion. The third is personal power. This gives you an advantage. You become the influencer that attracts people to you. It can be a combination of your message, your leadership, and your presence when you walk into a room. Now, make sure that your personal power, if that's what you want it to be, is that you don't want others to perceive you in a way that isn't really who you are. We've talked about asking someone to describe you in three words many times before. This is a great time to compare what they thought with what you think. And the fourth is a position of power. This gives you authority. Many times your position will allow you to make decisions and gives direction to your team to carry it out. Your title or your position does not create a leader. But when you do it right, you create an environment for greatness. And finally, there's resource power. This gives you control. A resource is someone or something that gives you answers, confirmations, and access. It is extremely valuable. Now, I always have my resources in my back pocket. There were people that I knew would, first and foremost, pick up the phone when I called and then would have the information answers that I needed. Your own source of power can look very different and will change as you grow and develop. Knowing your outside sources of power can add to that. We're in charge of our success, and you can continue or you can quit. It's your choice, but we can bring others in to support our dreams and ideas, or you could do it alone. Again, it's your choice. For me, it takes a village, a community, a group of trusted advisors, and my own personal board of directors. So it's time to connect with the source of your power. Understand that your role in this big, crazy, fast-moving world is something bigger and more important than you might understand right now. Connect with your own source of power and watch your inner strength evolve. Always remember that self-confidence is a superpower. Once you start to believe in yourself, magic starts to happen. We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. And when we come back, you're going to hear from my guest who is so amazing, and she's going to share her thoughts about the power of self-image. 
This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the Glass Floor, Seven Essential Qualities for Women Who Lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense glass half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. Uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite. Well, I am super excited for my special guest, Danielle Amos, who is a business and success coach, certified Proctor Gallagher Institute consultant, lifestyle entrepreneur, and host of Prosperity Practice Podcast. She's passionate about teaching entrepreneurs all over the world that prosperity and money are truly about energy. And she's on a mission to help entrepreneurs create financial abundance through the power of thought. So welcome to the show, Danielle. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So let's talk about the discussion of the day, your self-power. What do you think of when you hear that? Well, my mind went right away to that power within that voice that you spoke about, where that voice comes from and how we can change that voice. So it really does give us the messages we need to hear from within to do exactly what we need to do to create the success we want. Okay. So we know that that is a powerful thing, but why, in your opinion, do women have such a difficult time? talking to themselves in a positive way? Well, I think it's, it's not only women. I think everyone has it and it's pretty strong. But what I've noticed is that with women, we tend to be harder on ourselves and we tend to put others first. And because of that, we have this view where others can do things that we don't believe we can do, or maybe they have something that we don't have. And that tends to really wreak havoc on our havoc on our results. It's something that we call in this world our, our your paradigm or your mental programming is really where that voice comes from. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to figure out a way to rewind those tapes, and that's not always mm-hmm. the easiest. And unfortunately, for some reason, in the most inopportune time, that tape unwinds. You got it. And when we are going after something that's really important to us, something that, you know, maybe a big goal, the voice tends to get stronger. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a con artist, like it knows exactly what we need to hear in order to stop us. Right. Interesting. And we stop. Mm -hmm. That's the worst part because we know, well, you know, I'm really, I don't want to waste somebody's time or I'm not really good enough or whatever. It's just absolutely insane. So are there any ways that you can suggest to start women, especially women, I know men do this also, but especially women, to change the way they feel about their self-image? 
Absolutely. Well, the first thing to do would be to write out a list of everything that you can be grateful for or appreciate in yourself up until now. Because the truth is your self-image or who you are in your mind, who you are, not your outer self-image, but the true belief of who you are, that is getting you your current results. And so it's important to find gratitude and appreciation for where you are now. And I would start there and really focus on that list of everything that you've done well, that you can acknowledge yourself for. And your mind may want to go, well, I'm not there yet, or this went wrong or la la la, and bring it back to the positive and the gratitude and appreciation. So that's the first step. And then the second step would be to decide on the woman that you are when your goal is achieved. So if the purpose of a goal is to have you grow, you'll grow into her. And it's important that you see her first in your mind. And that would be your, your self-image, your future self-image. And I recommend very simply take pen to paper and write it out. How does she speak? How does she meet and greet prospects? How does she answer the phone? What's your posture? You know, what clothes are you wearing? What does your hair look like? All the different areas of your life. And just write it out in present tense, positive words and create an image of who she is. Mm. So sometimes we have to do that, not only to write it and believe it, but also to visualize it. It's important. A lot of people think that you would write what you see in your mind, but it's actually the opposite. Right. It's writing causes the picture in your mind. So it's the writing is the first step because we think in pictures. So we need to write to be able to see. Okay, so let's go one step further. We talk about, you know, women having these negative chatter and we talk about trying to get around that and changing some of the ways we, you know, think about our mindset. What about abundance versus scarcity? Because it seems to me that many entrepreneurs hold on to the scarcity mentality because a lot of them are afraid of succeeding and talking about abundance. But isn't it better to talk about abundance? Like you're saying, you know, put it in the positive, put it in the, in the present tense. Isn't it better to talk about abundance and let that come in opposed to scarcity when you're too afraid to try anything? Well, absolutely. The truth is that you can't have abundance without scarcity. So they're the same, it's the same stick, right? So, but if you focus on that scarcity, you're going to get it. And the truth is we, we, most of us, about 97% of the population, if not more, we're programmed to think and to look for, you know, what's wrong or to be in that scarcity mindset. So it's so important to always look at what could it be look for the abundance. The truth is, is that there's unlimited supply in this universe, unlimited supply of resources, whether that's money, whether that's people, your prospects. And so it's, that's a big belief to to really, for a lot of us to truly believe. And if we can understand that, if we truly understand that, that's a great first step. Uh, You know, when I first start talking to people, I hear a lot of women say, well, I just want to be out of debt. So my goal is to become debt-free. And I always say that's the worst goal you could have Mm -hmm. because that is attracting more debt to you. And and then in the next sentence, they'll say, well, you know, there just aren't enough people or, you know, every time I make my calls, um, they don't answer. And again, I'm saying like, listen to what you're thinking and saying because you yourself are listening and the universe has to give you 
what you believe, what mm-hmm. you say. Yeah. So language is so important to, like you said, focus on that abundance, that prosperity. And I play with it. I say like, okay, imagine if you really did believe that anything is possible. If you knew you couldn't fail, if you really believe that money was unlimited, how would you see this situation or how would you see your business and come from that lens? Yeah. Sometimes I think it sounds so easy and people make it so difficult. I do remember when I started out in insurance, I remember our manager, because he totally was not a leader. He was definitely a manager. He Mm -hmm. said, just be prepared. The two months of the year that you will never write business is July and December. July, everybody's on vacation. December, it's holiday. And everybody bought into this. And I remember my two biggest months were July and December. (laughs) <laughs> because I thought, well, that's, that's just silly. Or the yeah. other, when I was, when I owned the agencies and people would come and say, everybody's a diabetic or everybody's in the hospital, or everybody. So I made this beautiful purple glittery sign that said next. And every time I heard this, I just held it up and I'm like, move on next. And so I didn't even, after a while, I didn't have to even hold it up. I just made the motion because you have to change what you believe, what you believe to be true, or it is going to be true because perception is reality. That's right. I always think back to the Think and Grow Rich book. You know, mm-hmm. when that book was written or just after, the most amount of millionaires were made during the Depression. You know, so there were clearly number, like numbers of people who didn't buy in to the economy at that time. You know, it's our decision. Do we, I say, I don't participate in, in that. I don't participate in a down economy or traffic jams, I've decided. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Okay. So let's talk about, you know, abundance, the financial aspect of it, because Mm -hmm. women and money is not always the best relationship. So Mm -hmm. how do you create that environment to be open to receiving money? Not just abundance, because abundance isn't always about money. How do you, you know, there are people that, that do affirmations. There are people that, you know, read or watch programs or have, you know, listen to podcasts or whatever, but is there a way to hone in on creating an environment where you can receive more money, earn more money. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, understanding the law of compensation is really important. So we're paid in direct proportion to three things. The first is the need for what you do. And I haven't met anyone where there was not a a great need for what they do. Mm -hmm. The second would be how well you do it. And so when you think about that, that's not only in your skills at what you're doing, but also the number of people that you serve and how well you serve them. And then the third is the difficulty there is in replacing you. And so if that's true, if that's how we're paid and we bring money and attract money to us, if you only focus on number two, how well you serve, the number of people you serve, your income will go up. And the truth is, is that money doesn't come from a company. It comes through a company. So financial abundance is energy. And so often we get stuck about thinking that it comes from it. The truth is, is if you continue to do, always look for areas to improve and do your best and serve more people, money will come from other sources. And I've seen that time and time again. Now, women and their relationship with money is very interesting because we have all of these old sayings and beliefs in our mind for most of us, like, you know, good girls don't talk about money or Mm -hmm. money's the root of all evil. And all these things that we're told or, or said around us from a young age, and they are deep in our subconscious mind. And they literally are controlling the amount of money we're, we're earning. So what, what that looks like is someone can make a large sum of money and then they lose it because of those beliefs. 
So the first step to do is to really become comfortable with money. What I noticed is wealthy people talk about money and they're comfortable talking about money. And for many people that don't have money, they think, well, that's easy because they, they have it. Of course, they're comfortable. But the truth is, is they were comfortable and then the money showed up. Mm-hmm. And so for women, go out and beat that old belief. Girl, good girls don't talk about money. Why? Why do we believe that? You know, money is very important. It's vitally important in the area it's used. You know, it buys the education, the clothes, the food on our tables, the trips, you know, the experiences. So go out and talk about it and break. And this takes practice. You know, for myself, I practice in front of people I didn't know and it felt uncomfortable and I got the looks, but I knew that I needed to become comfortable. And so I did what it took to do that. You can also write about it so that you can see yourself like in situations being comfortable with money. Carry cash in your wallet. You know, my wallet used to be full of receipts, but nature abhors a vacuum. And if it's full of receipts, there's no room for money. So I emptied my wallet and I started carrying $100 bills. And I paid with cash and it felt good to pay. Even when I didn't have it, I had this really great gratitude for the bills as it came in and the service provided. It's very important to feel the abundance, even if it's not physically in your bank account right now, you must feel it now. And that takes practice. You know, I'm here saying it in words, but until you go to apply it, it's challenging to understand. It's like telling someone what the feeling of in love feels like, you know it once you're in it. Is that my thing? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I, I listen to people sometimes talking about they're in a startup and, and they're talking about, you know, I'm going to lose my house if this doesn't work, or I'm going to do this. And I'm like, you have to, you have to not put that out into the universe. You have to yeah. turn that around because what your brain is hearing is I'm going to lose my house. They're not say, it's not saying that, you know, I could lose my house. It's hearing I'm going to lose my house. And guess what happens? Mm-hmm. You lose your house. So I totally, I totally get that. So tell us what it is to be a certified Proctor Gallagher Institute consultant. Sure. Yeah. So I work directly with Bob Proctor and I use the same material that I now coach. In in fact, I was a client of the program and through the program, I tripled my income in six months. And that's really Bob Proctor's research. He, He studied the mind and success for 58 years. And after I had that success, I knew I needed to teach other women how the mind works because before this information, I was so hard on myself. I didn't have the results I wanted and I thought something was wrong with me. I had come from a corporate job and went into sales. And it was very fast. Like Within six months, like I said, my income tripled and I decided that I needed to help other women. So I went back to the Proctor Gallagher Institute and I became certified to coach and facilitate Bob Proctor's program. And then I use the material to go to the top in his company. So now I'm part of his inner circle and a pin holder and top 10 worldwide. And he has thousands of coaches around the world. So we we're here to teach that thoughts become things about the laws of the universe so that people can learn how to work smarter instead of harder. Mm. It's way easier than what we think. Unfortunately, in society, we were programmed to work hard and think that was the only way for success. Yeah. And unfortunately, with women, we we tend to try to do everything, which brings me to a question for you. Do you believe that a woman can have it all? And what does that look like anyway? Mm. 
I love that question. Yes, absolutely. What that looks like is very individual for the woman. And it really means that each person has to be completely honest with herself. You know, for one woman, it might be if she has a family, it might be that she's spending, you know, 60% of her time at home and 30% in the office and, you know, 10% volunteering, like whatever that looks like to have it all you have. The first step is to be honest, whatever the mind can conceive, you can achieve. So you have to first see it in your mind, then believe it, then it shows up in your physical reality. Now, if there's any worry or interference in there, then you're going to get that. So it's important. Like that's what have it all means. It's like, get very clear on exactly what you want don't worry about the how, don't worry about what anyone else thinks, don't worry about stats in the company or your industry. It's like, what do you want? How much time do you want to spend in work? How much money do you want it to pay you? And how much time do you want to travel? What's your health? All of that is up to you. Interesting, because a lot of times we think that if we don't get it all and we don't take care of it all, then we're seen as a failure. And then we're on the other side where we're so overwhelmed that we just can't even move forward. Yeah, I think overwhelm comes from not having order in the mind and order is heaven's first law. So it's important to write it all down. Again, writing is key. So write it all down what you want. And then that starts to create the order and the overwhelm starts to disappear and taking action where you can. I've also personally adopted uh, Earl Nightingale's definition of success, meaning it's the progressive realization of your goal, of your worthy ideal. So as long as I'm moving forward each and every day, I'm successful. It's not when I get there. So here's a a question for you. When you first started this work with changing your mindset and, and, and words matter and all of that, were you more prone to that part of life? Or were you more negative and you had a harder time switching, you know, switching your mindset? Because a lot of people mm-hmm. that go to, you know, what we're talking about now, you know, knowing to change your words and change the way you put things out there and stopping putting out negativity into the universe. A lot of people were brought up like that. I know for a fact, mm-hmm. I was not brought up like that. And it took a lot of time for me to really work on myself. Where were you in the camp? Great question. I had a habit of seeing the glass half full and what's possible. Although I had a very strong negative money paradigm. And I thought that you had to work around the clock for money. I also didn't think it was possible to have it all and that we needed to somewhat settle. So I had a lot of limiting beliefs. And my words were definitely not in line with what I wanted. So although I was able to see Like I liked the idea of believing that something, there was something better or more for me. I really, it always felt like it was so long, you know, like in 10 years, I'll be out of debt. And I also was a very good victim to my circumstances. I thought that every, no one around me believed in me. So my husband didn't believe in me. My friends and family weren't supportive. Nothing was my responsibility. And I didn't know that that then. And I was very vocal to my husband saying that, you know, I felt like he was sabotaging me. So my, my personal first step was to take responsibility for my result. And I truly understand that my results were all 100% because of my thinking and had nothing to do with my circumstances. How hard was that? My circumstances. Uh, it was so challenging. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like I looked in the mirror and I got very red faced. The reality is there's no reason to be embarrassed. I just felt like... like I'd been, it had been a struggle for so many years. So it was much easier to blame someone else. 
And then once I got past that, it was very freeing because then I felt like I could do something about it. Did you ever want to give up? Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't appear to be happening as fast as I wanted. You know, being an entrepreneur can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. So it's important to create a community around you. And I wasn't very good at help asking for help. So although I had the community, I felt very alone. And on those days, I had to do everything in my power to uh, reach out for help and be okay for asking for help. Okay, that's another story for another entire day, because we all know how hard that is. Once you do it a few times, it's not so hard. Like I I ask everybody for help now. I I don't care anymore. I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm not asking them to do it for me. I'm asking for them either to support me or share their brilliance with me. That's what I'm talking about. But even when when you really are struggling, it's not that difficult to say, can you show me how to do this? Like, really, I'm stuck. Mm So mm-hmm. what's interesting is when we interview top leaders of companies like top producers or maybe top entrepreneurs, and I've asked them, and you know, how many people have asked you for help or asked you how you got here? And the number is usually zero or like less than half a dozen people mm-hmm. in their entire career. So those people at the top who are successful, the 1% that are earning all the money, they know what got them there. And yet the people that aren't, we don't ask. And it's just so interesting to me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to a few different CEOs one week and I remember, I don't know if you've ever read the book, Power Questions by Andrew Sobel. And there's one question in there that is a true power question. And I asked two different CEOs that same week, totally different industries. They were not sitting next to each other, but I asked them, I said, so what do you still want to accomplish? And it was as if... I had opened up the floodgates because both of them said, no one has ever asked me that before. And they started to tell me all of these things that they still wanted to accomplish. And some of it was, I really want to be a mentor for people, but they don't, they don't want to ask me to do that. You know, so it was, it's always interesting, but what do you still want to accomplish is like this power question that you get so much out of. It's just amazing. Amazing. It is. Yeah. And I was just thinking about what has people not asked and it, it would go back to Mm self-image. It's that little voice that says, who do you think you are? They Mm -hmm. don't have time for you. La 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 la, you know? And you know what, that little voice, if that little voice didn't come up when you are picking your, like choosing or deciding your big goal that you want more than anything, if that voice doesn't come up, then I would say you're, you're aiming too small. And so it's almost like that voice, if once you know what it is, it's a good sign that you're getting outside of who you currently know yourself to be. Mm. And it's just that we don't want to believe it. It's just, it's old news. It's a program that someone else gave to us. Yeah. It's because I know when mine comes up. Yeah. So what's the best advice that you can share with women in leadership positions? The best advice for women in leadership positions would be to surround yourself with other women who understand that there's no such thing as competition, only creation, and that each of you are creating the life, a life that you truly love. And to spend time each and every day, ideally in the morning, but each and every day where you do you. So you work on your own personal development routine. For me, that's meditation. I do affirmations. I study every day. I also visualize every day. 
and I am in gratitude. And so there's some things that I'd recommend that become daily habits for you to live your best life. And you put your own oxygen mask on yourself so that you can go serve others and change the world. I I really believe it's up to us and it's our time. Absolutely. I love that. So how can our listeners connect with you and find out all the amazing things that you're doing? Thank you for asking. Well, the best way would be to go to my website and it's my name, Danielle Amos, A-M-O-S dot co dot C-O. And there's a tab to stay in touch and you can download a habit tracker from that website as well, actually, which would help them stay uh, to the course of that, that daily routine that I, that I talked about. That's awesome. Well, Danielle, I want to thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. You are doing amazing work. And a lot of it sounds like it's so complicated. But in reality, if they just have somebody that they can count on, it's not so difficult. Right. Thank you so much for having me, Judy. You are so welcome. And I want to leave everyone with this quote by Gabrielle Bernstein. True abundance isn't based on our net worth. It's based on our self-worth. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. And make sure you stay connected with us. And remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.